the Pod Fix Network. We have murderers, murderers, murderers. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hello, listeners. You're listening to This Week Today, a comedy podcast that takes a brief look at this week in history, news, entertainment, and more. Welcome to the show. I'm Toph. I'm joined by my regular co-host, Lord Saunders. How are you, sir? Dude, I am glorious. I am absolutely glorious. How are you? I'm great, especially because we're on episode number two of our new podcast. Numero dos, my friend. Numero dos. We already have tremendous momentum. That's right. It's like an unstoppable force, if you will. We're like a freight train. Never coming back. Before you know it, it's episode number three, and then four, and then get out of our way. <laughs> Perfect. And literally get out of our way. Seriously. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean it. Like, like you're in my way, and I need you to get out of the way. Yeah, please move. Well, terrific. I'm, I'm excited to get this going. Yeah, me too, dude. Uh, I, I, it's good to be here for episode two, and I can't wait to uh, continue. Well, then let's get started and look at the calendar of special days so everyone knows what to celebrate this week. Once again, if as, as if it wasn't already enough, I'll kick us off. We've got uh, National Roller Coaster Day, and I think I want to make this National Emotional Roller Coaster Day. You know, kind of throw it out there and mix it up for your <laughs> friends and loved ones. Yeah, because you can modify these if you want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're your days. You can treat them however you want. All right, and tomorrow is National Thrift Shop Day. I'm going to pop some tags. Do you like to shop at thrift shops? I do, man. You can find some really cool stuff there, dude. I do, too. I do, too. In fact, the last time I was in town to visit you, I didn't bring a belt. And so I went to a thrift shop and bought a new belt. Ah. <sighs> See, you can literally find anything there. You could you could have found a bet a belt and an old Las Vegas ashtray. You never know. I bought an old Las Vegas ashtray as well. Those are the classics, man. Those mm-hmm. are the classics. Well, you know, on Tuesday, buddy, we have National Fajita Day, which I'm going to make National Sizzling Fajitas Day because who wants regular fajitas? No, they got to be sizzling, man. I'm not going to change anything about that day, but I'm going to pronounce it fajita. Okay, what are you in the third grade? Yep. <laughs> And on Wednesday, you can celebrate National Potato Day, which, if you were a listener of our old podcast, that is near and dear to our hearts. You should go back and listen to episode 173, where our entire Facebook group duked it out over potatoes. That was an intense thing. And if I remember correctly, sir, I was on the majority side of the winning potato. (laughs) Well, in case you want to relive that debacle... And I suggest that you do. Go back and listen to Gravity Beard episode 173. (laughs) I know I am. (laughs) You know what would go good on some potatoes, my brother, is on Thursday, it's Bacon Lover's Day. So we can have a fully loaded potato, baked potato. And I mean, really, bacon goes with everything. It makes everything better. So I'm okay with that. And Thursday will be the greatest day of the year, except for Christmas. Well, bacon does make it better. Mm -hmm. Almost everything. Well, you can follow up your fajitas or your potato with bacon with our celebration on Friday because it's National Spumoni Day. Do you know what Spumoni is? Not even a little bit of a clue. I think you're going to like the sound of this. So Spumoni hails from southern Italy. It is three molded layers of flavored gelato and it creates this unique dessert. So it's a creamy creation that often includes candy fruits and nuts in two layers with a third chocolate layer. Well, that sounds delicious. Yep, it's amazing. 
Oh, wow. I like that. I think it's much more amazing than Saturday, which is National Tooth Fairy Day, when some strange creature comes into your house and takes the bones that have fallen out of your face and puts money under your pillow day. At least you get paid. Oh, that's true. It's not often that the burglars unburgle and they give you stuff. That's an excellent point, actually. <laughs> what other situation is someone going to break into your house, take something you don't need any longer, and pay you for it? Uh, well, the closest thing would be Santa Claus, because he comes in, takes those cookie calories that you don't need away from your house, and then gives you gifts. What is the going rate for the Tooth Fairy these days? Dude, we give our kids like a dollar or something. Okay, so it's still pretty reasonable. We had some, some some of our kids that came home from school like, yeah, you know, our friends told us that they, they like their mom put like a $20 bill under there. Now, I happen to know for a fact that's true, but I was still like, that's a lie. No tooth fairy ever, ever gives you $20 <laughs> because I, was no. like, I don't have to shell out 20 clams just because you lost a tooth. That's ridiculous. No, plus the tooth fairy would go out of business at that rate. Oh, yeah. The, the, the teeth market value is not that high anymore. So there's no way. That's an unsustainable business model. Especially during COVID. <laughs> Especially during COVID. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, let's turn our attention to This Week in History. Dude, I love history, man. Why don't you kick us off this time? I will. This week in 1858 were the Lincoln-Douglas debates. It was riveting material, my friend. Riveting. I don't remember any details about the Lincoln-Douglas debates. Are you kidding me? Dude, no, I... it's one of the most famous debates ever. You're one of the most famous debates ever. Oh, thanks, man. You know, just just a you know a few fifty years past that in history, in 1909, the first race is held at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I mean, that place became legendary. Um, you know, obviously, if you're a racing fan, that's one of like the, the holy grails, uh, or like you know, Gracelands rather would be a better a better way to say that. Definitely. And then in 1920, in this week, uh, we have a batter who sustained a fatal injury at home plate. The Cleveland Indians shortstop Ray Chapman was struck in the temple by a ball pitched by Carl Mays of the New York Yankees. Okay, like this was really serious. He died 12 hours later. And and to date, it was the only first and only death to occur as a result of a pitched ball in Major League history. So that's incredible. I mean. Yeah, talk about a wild pitch, man. That's that is insane. Well, obviously the tragedy is the death of Ray Chapman, but how do you right. think Carl Mays felt? Yeah, yeah. Or like you know, and especially like, what if he was like super mad and like it was a bean ball? So like in the end, he ended up like killing him in cold blood, and it just got a little high. Like he he meant to beat him in the arm or something, and it, yeah, just got away from him. It hit him in the side of the head and killed him. Yep. Jeez. Yeah. Well, in lighter news in that same year, and this one is near and dear to both of our hearts, professional football was born in 1920, brother. Yeah. <laughs> God, it's, I love football, man. I love it. I hope we have football this year. Uh, I'm not holding my breath. I'm not either. All right. Well, this week in 1959, Hawaii becomes the 50th state. Welcome, Hawaii. We're glad you're here. And I can't wait to go to where you are there. <laughs> right. We want to come visit you and celebrate your addition to statehood. So I don't think that I realized that it was that recent that that happened. I just feel bad that, what is that, like 60 years have gone by and I haven't gone out there to properly celebrate? Yeah. Dude, we're going to go and we're going to take the Lost Tour with some friends. It's going to be awesome. Ooh. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, just 10 short years later, 1969, the Woodstock Music Festival concludes, which, man, I would I would do almost anything to go to that concert. I would not. <laughs> well, you're an avid endorsement, if I remember correctly. I am an avid endorsement, and therefore I want nothing to do with that mess. But you're not an avid endorsement, so you do not endorse that festival. Well, I endorse Woodstock for everyone else but me. <laughs> I'm sure the town of Woodstock was like, here, here, brother. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hope everyone that went had a charming, delightful time, and I'm glad I wasn't there. <laughs> All right. Well, 20 years later, this week in 1989, Nolan Ryan registers his 5,000th strikeout. God, what a legend, dude. What a legend. That dude is a legend, and that record will never be broken. And about two weeks ago, on August the 4th, is the anniversary of one of the greatest events in sports history, not just baseball. And that is when Robin Ventura charged the mound and Nolan Ryan instantly put him in a headlock and punched him in the face six times before the fight was over. <laughs> yeah. I, I was wondering if you're going to say when he beat the shit out of that guy who charged the mound. <laughs> yes. And, and uh, we won't get into it too deeply, but I just, uh, one quick fact, Robin Ventura was 26. Nolan Ryan 46. Yeah, yeah. That that was what they call a good old-fashioned spanking. I mean, this guy, this crafty veteran <laughs> taught you a valuable lesson about baseball and temperament. Well, and for whatever reason, I forgot this, but I revisited it a couple weeks ago when the story came up. He retired that year. <laughs> what a way to go out, dude. Yes. I went out, 5,000 strikeouts, and I beat the crap out of some chump who charged the mound. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the funny thing is, is that Many many years. First of all, Nolan Ryan felt terrible about it, and Robin Ventura was hesitant to ter- charge them out. Anyways, he actually took about three or four steps towards first first base, and then dropped the bat in his in his helmet and ran to the mound. But Ro- Nolan Ryan later, many years later, apologized, and and I was like, you don't owe him an apology. He's the one that rushed the mound. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Stand there and take it? I don't think so. You're Nolan freaking Ryan. Yes, like he he got what was coming to him. He charged the mound. <laughs> yeah, and which is always a dumb move. The person who charges the mound always gets their butt whipped. Yeah, you're gonna lose. Well, especially if it's Nolan Ryan, he's gonna kill you. <laughs> All right. Well, in any case, in 1992 <laughs> is the retirement of NBA legend Larry Bird. Ugh, legend, man. And our last note this week in 2004. Another legend, Michael Phelps, wins his eighth medal. Yeah, eighth of, like, many to come. His domination of the Olympics will never be challenged. Yeah, it was amazing. All right, Adam, once again, it's time for the news. (laughs) Yes. Go ahead and kick that jingle you played. I love that jingle. All right, this story takes place in China. So a man and his wife recently celebrated the birth of their twin boys. Soon after, they took the newborns to undergo a DNA test, which is part of Chinese uh, standard culture and procedure where they register the births. Well, that DNA test, Adam, revealed a shocking discovery. It wasn't theirs? No, that's sort of, that's sort of around in the area of what happened. Ha! Okay. Okay. Were they switched? Were they uh, kidnapped? All similar. Good guesses. What happened was 
is that the couple's newborn twins had two different fathers. Oh, that's super weird. And by the way, these are identical twins, and the two babies had two different fathers. How is that even possible? I'm glad you asked. So initially, his wife denied having an affair, which is the (laughs) obvious explanation. (laughs) Right. Yes. Yes, you did, ma'am. Instead, she accused her husband of falsifying the results. But after further interrogation, she was forced to admit that she had indeed cheated on her husband. Of course. (laughs) Come on, lady. Okay. So even if that's the case, even if that's the explanation, experts still say that the chance of something like this happening are one in 10 million. Oh, yeah. It's a miracle of science. Yeah, because obviously in order to have twins, the mother needs to produce two eggs instead of just one in the same month. Second, she has to have intercourse with two men, and I like that the article explains, in a really short amount of time. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, when you, that's when you have a little breakfast and dinner, if, in, if you know what I mean. And because sperm cells and eggs take a while to travel, there obviously there could be an overlap. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I think can be an overlap is a really nice way of saying that that your wife cheated on you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, man, if it weren't for the sake of the children, uh, I would say that she got her comeuppance pretty good. But, you know, that the children suffer in the end. Yeah. So, so you might be wondering, well, how did they react? So understandably, the husband was at least somewhat relieved because... He had been wondering why if one of his sons didn't look like him. <laughs> <laughs> he also said he was prepared to happily raise his own child, but refused to raise the other. Sure. That's her problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, Adam, we don't have time for our next story. Oh, dude. Boo. Come on. <laughs> but I will show the headline. Okay. And this story was submitted to us by our friend Keith of the pop-up film cast. The headline reads... Local couple arrested after incident at community pool. Well, that's a vague incident report. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. We don't uh, We don't have time to discuss it. Oh, man, you're killing me, Smalls. That was a, sounds like a good one. All right, Adam, why don't we take a quick break and hear from one of our new promotional partners? Yeah, let's do it, brother. And when we return, we wrap up today's show. And before that, birthdays. Right after this. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Nobody's stealing my pies. Damn it. Hey, Adam, will you do me a favor and look out your window? Yeah, sure, of course. You see how your car is missing? Yes. 
That was me. I took that. Okay, that's different from pies, man. Well, no, it, it just said it, it helps you understand how you can take someone's stuff and make it your own. So I've, I've stolen your car. Well, did you leave money or a fun card? Pie sneaks will come in behind me and do that for me. Okay, well, as long as, as, long as that happens, I guess it's okay. But by the way, your car is dope. Hey, thanks, man. I enjoy it. Well, you did enjoy it. Now it's fine. Yeah, well, you know what? It was time. So, <laughs> hope it brings you joy, friend. Oh, it already is. It's I love it. It's great. <laughs> great. So, Pie Sneaks, Adam. Yeah, love them. All right, welcome back. For more information about Pie Sneaks, feel free to check out Weird With You. It's another terrific podcast from the Podfix Network. It can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts. Adam, how about birthdays? Dude, I, I, I said it before, I'll say it again. I love birthdays, especially celebrity birthdays, and why don't I kick us off again? Do it. Okay, so today Madonna turns 62, which is insane. And um, Steve Carell turns 58, and James Cameron turns 66. So, uh, I mean, I would say legends in their own right, right there. Tomorrow, we've got Donnie Wahlberg, who turns 51, Sean Penn turns 60, and the great Robert De Niro turns the big 7-7, which is insane. That is two days full of legendary birthdays. Right away. And But wait, Chris, there's more. On Tuesday, Andy Samberg, the genius of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and many other things he's a genius for, like the Lonely Island, he turns 42. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Christian Slater turns 51, along with Ed Norton, which is another incredible set of actors. Do you think those two guys know they have the exact same birthday? Of course they do. All celebrities know everybody else's birthday. (laughs) Wow. It's a fact, yeah. When you go to Hollywood, you get a calendar, they give it to you, you're famous, and you get more and more dates. Huh. Uh, Yeah, and and rounding out Tuesday is Robert Redford, who turns 84. He's a lesser-known actor. Kind of think of B-film star. (laughs) <laughs> Robert Redford. Robert Redford, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he did a few things. He did a few movies. He's really best known for starting the Sundance Film Festival. Yeah, like I said, lesser known. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, and that brings us to Wednesday, which is uh, the birthdays of John Stamos and Matthew Perry, who turned 57 and 51, respectively, which is wonderful. Good for them. Did you watch Friends? I hate that show. <laughs> did you always hate it? I did. Yep, I was in that that time of year where I was like, and they would literally stop everything to do. I mean, it doesn't matter what was going on; they would stop and quit their plans to go watch Friends. Yep, and I didn't find it as funny as everyone else did. So, I was a outlier. I'm proud of you. Thank you, friend. I appreciate that endorsement. All right, on Thursday, Adam, would you believe that we live in a world where Fred Durst is 50? Who knew he'd make it that long? <laughs> and more importantly. Rock and roll legend Robert Plant turns 72. Man, he is a legend. On Friday is the 34th birthday of Usain Bolt. Used to be the fastest man in the world. Probably still pretty fast. I could take him. <laughs> there is no way. <laughs> he could run all the way around your block before he could get to the end of your driveway. <laughs> uh, that's not true. I can get at least halfway down the block before he ran all the way around. all right well on saturday rounding out this week of celebrity birthdays james corden turns 42 and Kristen wig very funny turns 47 yeah both of them all right how about some born this week but now dead (laughs) 
Thank you, Clay Groves. That's right. These are people that were born on this day, but now dead. Patrick Swayze died in 2009 at the age of 57. Today, he would have turned 68. Mm. And legendary NBA player Wilt Chamberlain died in 1999 at the age of 63. Today, he would have turned 84. Both gone too young. Well, Adam, I'm assuming you know what that sounder means. I do. It means three things, my friend. Number one, my favorite band's intro. Number two, it's the Ed Asner Death Clock. Number three, it's time for another Death Clock fun fact. Yes, I was hoping you'd say that. I got it all right in the correct order. <laughs> so, I, you know, I know that you, you know, we, we should introduce the listeners to the band. So why don't I introduce the bass player today, buddy? How do you feel about that? I 100% want to know the name of the bass player for Death Clock. Real quickly, who did we meet last week? Okay, so last week was lead singer and band frontman Nathan Explosion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, proceed. Yep. And then uh, the bass player is the low end is held down by one William Murderface. <laughs> <laughs> he has a uh, lateral lisp and a gasp and a gap in his front teeth, so he's famous for that. Wait, wait, wait! Hang on a second. I th- I think I just realized something. In the jingle that we just listened to, yeah, they're na- they're naming off the names of the band members, aren't they? Oh yeah. Absolutely. That's why he goes, William Murderface, Murderface, Murderface. (laughs) Because that's how those lyrics should go. (laughs) I hope the listener agrees, but I just want you to know that I'm thoroughly enjoying learning more and more about Death Clock. Yeah, well, you know, the the founder of Death Clock describes Murderface as thin-skinned and incredibly sensitive and just wants to be accepted constantly but can't get that because he's such a dick and pushes people away (laughs) (laughs) well that's a fitting description for a person named william murderface (laughs) yeah totally yep yep all right well let's move on to the business at hand i have good news adam as far as i know ed asner is still alive and there are only 94 days until tiff can no longer hold me personally responsible for his death Dude, you are within days of being under that three-month mark. We are down to double digits, Adam. Yeah, finally, man. Finally. All right. Well, we've just got one more piece of business before we wrap today's show up. Okay. I have a little piece of machinery that I'd like to introduce you to. It's called the Amazing Fact Generator. Oh, I like this. I love Amazing Facts. Well, this is a machine that I've come across that will generate as many amazing facts as we could possibly want. And as you can see, it's a pretty simple machine. I mean, it's tall. It's like seven feet tall. But right in the middle of it is just a big red button. And if you want to generate an amazing fact, you just have to press the button. Yeah, I don't think I've told you. I also love generators. (laughs) So... The uh, two things I love, amazing facts and generators, and you, we've got one here on the show. By all means, I'm going to let you do the honors and generate the first amazing fact. <laughs> well, okay, perfect. Thanks, man. Here we go. Okay, this is a good one. The original version of Monopoly was a cautionary tale against the perils of capitalism. Huh. Yeah. I mean, and it was designed to not be fun. I don't think I ever knew that. That's amazing. 
I don't think I don't think I've ever had fun playing Monopoly, so it was perfect. <laughs> so, so it was as intended. Right. It, uh, message received. Well, if you don't mind, dude, that was a lot of fun. I'd like to I'd like to generate another amazing fact. Yeah, man, go for it. Okay, here we go. Okay, another amazing fact. Theodore Roosevelt was the first American to earn a brown belt in judo. Seriously? Yeah, and let me tell you something, dude. Judo is hard. It is not easy at all, and it's frustrating. Oh, really? Yeah, kudos to Theodore Roosevelt. Theodore, the the former president Theodore Roosevelt was the first American to earn a brown belt in judo. Yeah, that's pretty dope, dude. Yeah, that's nuts. I I think if you would have said, here's some facts about Theodore Roosevelt, which one's not true, I would have picked that one. Yeah. All right, well, how about I take a try at this? Dude, be gentle, but firm. Oh, this is interesting. Here we go. So in 1953, Swanson had 260 tons of frozen turkey left over after Thanksgiving. So they packaged them into trays with peas and potatoes and the TV dinner was born. Yeah, I think I was still eating some of that when I was a kid because, I mean, even as a child in the 80s, all I remember frozen dinners being were like turkey and potatoes. Terrible. So you think you were eating 35-year-old frozen turkey? It's got to be. It could be nothing else. (laughs) You might be right. Okay, let me generate one more fact. Cool. Ooh, Adam, I think you're going to like this one. You of all people are going to appreciate this. Okay. So apparently, there's a five-story blood red waterfall in Antarctica. Oh, hell yeah, dude. That sounds (laughs) awesome. That's total metal right there, man. Yeah, as as my most metal friend by far, <laughs> you of all people, you you need you need to figure out how you can make a pilgrimage to visit the Blood Red Waterfall in Antarctica. Oh, it's gonna happen! It's gonna happen! I'll send you a picture with, with you just doing metal hands standing in front That's of the right. Blood Red Waterfall. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be pretty tight, like right next to me, because it'll be so cold. But I'm gonna mm, do it for sure. Well, that was fun. Yeah, I think our first use of the amazing fact generator was a, was a success. Yeah, dude. I mean, and they were amazing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it delivered. All right, Adam. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode of This Week Today. Dude, that was a blast. A blast. Yeah, it really is. Cool. All right, well, how about some brief credits before we go? Come join us in our Facebook group. It's called the Gravity Beard Interns. Find us on Twitter by searching at This Week Pod. The number for the hotline is 214-531-3936. We'd appreciate it if you would subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. This Week Today is a proud member of the Podfix Network. For more information, go to podfixnetwork.com or search at Podfix on Twitter. Thank you to our friend Phil Rood for our custom logo. For my pal, Lord Saunders, I'm your co-host, Toph. You've been listening to This Week Today. It's what your ears want to be listening to. Later, everybody. This Week Today is a proud member of the Podfix Network.